John. Me, Carly. And we've got Tony Carter from Motorcycle Sport and Leisure. Hello. 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 Sorry, I want a mouthful of sandwich. I hope that's all right. It's all good. What? We're going to talk about fast bikes. Fast bikes. Tony, you probably don't like fast bikes, do you? <laughs> I love fast bikes. At the moment, here, we've just got uh, one of the new Hayabusa's, the new 2014 Stroke 15 model. And, uh, yeah, I, I know how the law works now. And I know that if I, incrim- if I incriminate myself on a recording, the, the uh, boys in blue can come after me. So I'll just say, up to 70 miles an hour, it is an extremely efficient motorcycle. <laughs> All out of the window, it's bloody good fun. You know? In fact, there's fast bikes. Man, there's something in the universe. There's a place in the universe for fast bikes. I know it's not really politically correct to say and we're all meant to be thinking about the ickle baby polar bears and all that and riding around on <laughs> electric bikes powered by the farts of fairies and pixies but you know whack a tank full of fuel on wind a fast bike up get to some silly speeds get that adrenaline going there's nothing nothing as good as that there really isn't that's it's not as fast as it was either is it no no now it's limited to 186 miles an hour you might as well not bother no nah. I mean, what's 186 when one you want is 202. Um, yeah, it's limited to 186, part of the gentleman's agreement um, that the Japanese factories had a little while ago, then sort of forgot about, started making bikes much faster, then I've kind of gone back to it. And that's cool, that's fair enough. Um, I'll be honest with you, I, ha- I have had a Hayabusa tapped out in sixth gear on a test track. That's 186, and it's eerily... Um, eerily sedate and experience. It sounds weird, but when you tucked in at you know, 186 or 200 mile an hour, there's not much difference. It doesn't feel much different. And you're sitting there in sixth gear with it wound open. It's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. But man, I wouldn't want to go anywhere near those speeds on public roads, not with the quality of driving out it is today. Yeah. You know, people on mobile phones. Why is it as well? Why is it mature women now? <laughs> it's run, mature. Honestly, honestly, I've had this three times over the past two nights of riding back from work. There's got to be women over there just 60 who are on their bloody mobile phones nearly killing me. <laughs> oh, why, why is it this? Why is yeah. it not the same one all the time? Or... Well, if it is, she's changing her hair colour, but... How about possible? It's unbelievable. Yeah, 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 she saw it was me. Yeah, it's the anti-me club. Um, but it's unbelievable. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to go those speeds. Well, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, fast bikes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go that fast on public roads, but there's still something to be... It's just the way as well these fast bikes make... Their speed, you know, it's it's not like um, it's not it's not like a sedate, progressive. Oh, the power, the power feeds in really nicely. It's just like they reach down the front of your jeans and have a good fumble, you know. You you, you finish, you, you go blah with the throttle. Next thing you know, you're sort of smiling away. Just going, Christ, that was good. I want more of that. And then it it, it is addictive, you know. But then I'm a lad who grew up on two fifty two strokes and crashing my brains out. So didn't you say you rode the um, booster when it was launched was it 99 yeah um, I was out on, I was out on the first generation booster and that was a completely um, goalpost moving experience for all of us you got to remember that Honda had released Blackbird just before and then Suzuki came out with the Hayabusa um, which was named after a Japanese bird of prey which predates on blackbirds and just the excitement of that when we found out about that it's like oh Suzuki you're getting their balls out this is going to be fantastic <laughs> But then um, rode it. I mean, the Blackbird was amazing. Then you get the Busa, which was even better at the time. And then it just started this whole power war. We had ZX-10s and things like that then come in. And suddenly, here were bikes that were made to do one thing and one thing really, really well. That was go fast. Even the modern Busa 
it's a bit low, it's a bit heavy, it's a little bit cumbersome. You can do miles on it, you just have to change your mindset if you want to go distances. But ultimately, that thing is like a turbine, you know? Even now, you just wind it on and it will just go, 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 go. And you keep thinking, Christ, this has to run out of legs soon. Yeah. And it doesn't. The world just, you know the end of 2001, A Space Odyssey? Yeah. It's that. That's, what, <laughs> that's how the world looks all the time. It's just fantastic. I absolutely adore those sorts of bikes, you know? For me, a super bike is great fun. And a couple of weeks ago, I was riding a 1000 RR at Donington. And, and they're great fun, they're brilliant, but my skill set isn't high enough to get the most out of those. I'll be the first to admit. But, you know, on the boost or a backbird or something like that, where you don't have to be getting your elbow down Marquez style. Yeah. Those sorts of bikes are fantastic fun because you get your adrenaline hit, and when you roll off, it's fine, you're in the traffic, everything's good. And a fairly comfortable bike, really. Yeah. People look at boost and think, oh, that's not comfortable, it's quite ugly or whatever. I mean, they're, they're, they're subjective opinions. Um, for me, I just think they're, they're a good laugh. Oh, more, from more every often. angle, but I don't like the bum. don't like the rear. Really? I don't like it. Yeah, you, you like it, don't you? I, I think I'm still hung up on the old GSFs. <laughs> well, I've always, been, I've, always, I've always been one for a big bum. <laughs> <laughs> I like a big bum. No, for me, no, I know what you're saying about the, the bum, and now it's all gone sort of droopy, swoopy at the back. But that's that, because probably because I've been following what's going on in Bonneville Salt Flats for so long. Yeah. That's like those sort of handcrafted units that the lads make there for GSXR thousands and right. things, you know, you see them. And boosters and, you know, these stretch slammed USA bikes. Yeah. Where they actually tail it off. Uh, John Kaczynski rode a oh here we go. Here's my racing anorak coming out. <laughs> John Kaczynski rode a Suzuki RGV two fifty, uh, Lucky Strike colours I think it was. Um, when he was in 250 Grand Prix with Suzuki, naturally. And I believe it was John Mockett who designed it, and it had this really weird arse on it where it was like two blades that came down over the top of either side of the top of the wheel, if you can imagine. So they came down, yeah. like under where a pillion seat would be, and its arse sort of like teardropped down around the back. And the idea was, at the time, it was a fairly new sort of thinking. And John Kaczynski, what would he have been then? Probably 93, 94, somewhere like that. Right. It was a new way of thinking how how the air closed around you, yeah. behind you, was as important for going fast as how you pierced the air yeah. going into it. So it was, it was all about closing the bubble in the most streamlined, non-disruptive way that you could. Right. And this was um, and this was a bike he went out and rode. Yeah. Reports have it, and I ha I've spoken to John about this bike, but he's never said it to me, but reports have it that John came, went out for a test came back and said, I don't want to ride that, it looks stupid. <laughs> I can kind of believe it of yeah. him but you know I don't know we didn't see that sort of thing but this new booster the new arse on it well I say new arse it's an evolution of the arse but to me it looks about right for being quick you yeah know, being quick yeah and any evolution of an arse that makes you go quick you know yeah, it's, it's, it's a good thing, thing. got to be you wrote it, didn't you, that high racer? I did, yeah. It's years since I've written one, but... I was lucky enough to take it out for a spin this morning when I finally prized the keys out of Tony's hand. <laughs> but, uh, but... <laughs> Sneeze and Nick and back later. But no, it was really good. I mean, it's always been one of those bikes that's sort of been iconic for me. Grew up and, and looked at it and thought, I've always wanted to ride one. And then the it arrived, was it earlier this week? Uh, yesterday. You, yeah, yeah yesterday. and you said, you've got to take it out. And at first, obviously a little bit nervous, the biggest thing I've ever been on is a 750. Uh, so to go on something that's that's more than that was slightly nerve-wracking. But no, it was absolutely fantastic. And what surprised me was it was so smooth. Yeah. But I thought, because my R6 is quite snatchy, quite aggressive. And so I thought, imagine that, but bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. It was completely different. I mean, I came up, when I was speaking to the guys over lunch, I said it was like, it was almost like caramel. It sounds really stupid, and everyone will probably laugh when they hear this, but you know like when you break a caramel and it's all like fluid and mm. nice and smooth, that's what it was like. 
And I couldn't stop smiling when I came in. I liked you, the silk thing better. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying that one. We well, got, got to now. Got to now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said. You see where felt, this is going? Yeah. <laughs> it felt like when you get out of the shower and you feel nice and clean and fresh and you're smelling nice and you put a pair of silk pajamas on. But then everyone will just be that's thinking what I like silk like. pajamas. I think that's I basically that's a road test. I don't, I don't know about you, but every time I come out in the shower and put my silk pajamas on, <laughs> I feel wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just like Harry Can I just say for the record, don't actually wear silk pajamas. Yeah. And what, what was it about? It? Yeah. How did it compare to other experiences? Something you said about? Oh, this is when you're me. excited wow. and you just go right. well, This is my first one with you, so John, you really nail it, don't you? <laughs> oh. No, because that made me sound terrible. Carly, you've got to say it now. John, shut it up. I said... <laughs> <laughs> I said that it, the experience that I got from riding the bike was better than 90% of the boys that I've kissed. <laughs> and I shall leave it at kiss. Close enough. And that's only two boys, so we're doing well. But... Going back to the booster, as a, ride, <laughs> as, a, as, as a riding experience, it's so, such a unique thing. And it was your first time on the booster today. Yeah. And I love talking to people about their first times on specific bikes, especially iconic bikes. Mm. What's the overriding impression you've got of it now? If I say to you, booster, what goes in your head? Is it the acceleration? Is it the size? Is it What is it? I think it's like, it's the, it's the hidden power that it's got. I think that's why, because when I sat on it for the first time, you switched it on, mm -hmm. and even though I wasn't going anywhere, it was the fact that I was sat on this thing that had so much power and could go so fast, and it was it's it's almost like a control thing. Like it it would go like 180, but it's down to you to make it go that fast. Yeah. And I think that sort of hidden power, it's just yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of potential in the bike. <laughs> you don't have to realise the potential to get a thrill from the bike. I think yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? Because people think, oh, we should ban these fast bikes. We shouldn't have it. It's that. It, it's the way it delivers it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the potential. It's also there are. So it's many, but it's a refined thing. Yeah, and yeah, so many people do tour a long way, and you don't want to go far to be on an autobahn, have you? I did eight. Um, I did eight countries in eight days on a booster. Did you? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and halfway through, we did um, stopped at Mugello yeah. and rode uh, Mille around Mugello for most of the most of the trip. Yeah. And the booster was by far. This is back. This is several years ago, in two thousand and four. Um, and by far and away, the booster was was. Far better than the melee, even though the melee was in its track environment. Yeah. It just felt so nice to get back onto a booster. Yeah. Because it wasn't egging me on. It was just the booster sitting there going, What do you want to do, Governor? No problem, we can do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You, know, you only want to do eight years, so no problem at all. Now you want to do 150 <laughs> on an autobahn, no problem at all, Gov. I love how it's like a cockney. <laughs> all boosters are cockneys. Come on, look at them. They've even got a slopey hat. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they? All right, Governor, now what do you want to do? 200 mile an hour. Can't do that anymore. You need to get on for but, um, Can you do anything to him to get rid of that? I think so. I was yeah. going to say. I don't, I, 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 I mean, don't say that's legal, but I think, <laughs> I think you can. Yeah. Well, I spoke to mm, your drag racing yeah. lady. Yeah, <laughs> the drag racing lady. Drag Who racing happens lady. to be the fastest woman? Fastest on lady on the planet. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> fastest lady, uh, Becky Ellis. When I did my interview with her, she actually rides a turbo boosted. Oh yeah. yeah. And when I was, it was interesting what you were saying about when you're going fast, it's really eerie. Because mm. I said to her like, "What does it feel going?" Because I think she was, she's doing like 250, 260 on it now, and uh, she was saying how it's not the going fast bit. It's the slowing down bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When she has to slam on the brakes, when she gets to the end of the strip, 
it's the slowing down which makes you realise how fast you've gone. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing for me. Like, the thing that I enjoyed the most about riding it was the acceleration. Yeah. Like, I actually didn't mind being stuck behind a car at one point because I thought all I have to do is blip my throttle and I'll be straight past you. But I waited till it was a nice open bit of road <laughs> and then proceeded to get up to 60 miles per hour to pass them and then uh, pulled in nicely in yeah. front of them <laughs> and continued at 60. <laughs> Made safe, progress, yeah. Yes, in a safe, swift manner. I do actually yeah. think that that thing about acceleration is what mm. for me does it with bikes. And there's a lot at the moment about speed of bikes and you know, how fast people go. And I think mm. it's easy to say appropriate use of speed. It just sounds real fucking anal, doesn't it? Like there's an appropriate use. It sounds like somebody in your ear saying that, isn't it? Use yeah. A, use appropriate use of speed in all manners. Well, yeah, of course I will. But there's points where you're going reasonably fast. Mm-hmm. But there's also points where there's houses, of, you know. There's a junction. There's a car. You know, there's all kinds of things. Or there's something you just can't see. Yeah. And it's somebody. When we went on that police thing, there was. He said, "Ride it for how you see it, not how you know it." Um, and there's bits around here when I come into work. I've seen about it. There's bits that I know. Nobody ever comes out of those houses. Yeah. But they will one day. I was going to say. So and I, uh, So for me, I find myself. There's a, uh, there's one junction as well. Particularly, it's really nasty. It's a sixty limit on the road. I end up doing 40 past this junction because mm-hmm. it's so nasty and there's often flowers there. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I'm past it, I can nail it again. So you get the fun of the acceleration. Exactly. So yeah. about over Mount Bridge? Is that the bit you're talking about? No, this is our um, Crowland Way. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, no, it's a fair way, but Peter Way. But yeah, further up here, we've got a hill called Toft Hill, which is that edge mm. bend as you're coming down. Oh, yeah. The amount of time there's gravel right on the riding line at the mm. top where the lorries have just pushed the gravel yeah. onto the line as they're obviously their wheels sort of pushing yeah. into the middle of the road. Right on the riding line going through there. And you're so right, you know, you come around there, one day you can come around there doing 80, no problem at all. The next day you come around, you see the gravel. Yeah. You go around and you feel the bike moving underneath you. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine how many people have been caught out by that. But yeah. you're right. You ride for what you see. You call yeah. it at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, the arbitrary people out there moaning about fast bikes and they should be banned and fast cars. We're not saying do 186 on no. the road. But you know, there, there are but points the where you works, can... The throttle works both ways. Yeah. You can always roll off, for God's sake, yeah. and you don't have to go anywhere. And almost, almost, in a way, a bike like a Hayabusa, I would argue, is, uh, is, is, is less prone to do high speeds. This is going to sound counterintuitive, but it's less prone to do high speeds than a, let's say, GSX-R1000 or an R1 or yeah. a ZX whatever, or you know, other super bikes. Super bikes, not fast bikes. Super bikes are available. Um, because every time I get on a superbike, this is probably something to do with me compensating for nature's cruel joke that I am. Um, but is the superbike. Bi- say you're not. No, 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 no. I'm a realist, if nothing else. Um, well, you know, you got on the superbike, and for me, a superbike is always egging me on. Yeah. The superbike, a superbike I'm talking about, is underneath me going, go on, go on, you can do that. Is that all you can do? I can do more than that. And you're yeah. like going, oh, bloody hell, you never feel like you're getting the most out of it. A booster feels like, exactly like Carly just said, genuinely, sitting in traffic, sitting behind a car or a lorry or something, you sit there going, yeah, it's cool, I'll wait, I'll wait, I don't need to blast past yet, I can yeah. do, but I'll just wait until I can see, yeah. because I can cover ground so quick in this, and there's no yeah. way I'm diving in, wondering what's around that corner. I want to see what's going, going on half yeah. a mile down the road, then I'll make the call appropriately. Yeah. So I would argue... That the the super fast bikes, the high boosters, the blackbirds, etc., are maybe a little bit safer and you're a little less prone to to pushing it than you are on something that's smaller physically yeah. and handles a bit better. You know, you you've got to be sure where you're putting the booster. Yeah, that's for sure. Actually, I noticed that with the one on the Goldwing F6 
Well, it's the F6C, F6B, and the Goldwing. Yeah. Oh, no, it's CTX 1300. But I think it was the B. Um, but it was just amazing that you could be so lazy with it as well. And that all that power, obviously that's not a fast bike. No. But it's got a hell of a lot of power. Mm. Low down power. And the way you can just get past that. And it's that well, reduced... The, Gold, the Goldwing is a much better motorcycle than the people who've, who have never ridden one yeah. think it's going to be. Yeah. You can actually get on the wing and you can actually chuck them about a bit. Yeah. Sounds a bit wrong. The F6B, the bagger. Yeah. Exactly the same sort of thing. You can get on it and you can actually chuck it around. Yeah. I've never been more dangerous in my riding life than when I was a... A young dickhead <laughs> on an IGV 250. Yeah. And I had five yeah. of them. The reason I had well, five of them was because I kept writing them off. You're exactly, always probably exactly at like 95%, aren't you? Exactly. Always hard as you can. Whereas these bikes, you're, you're coming on, you're going off. And it's reducing your time exposed to danger. Officer. <laughs> I never thought of you in that way. You've changed so much, John. <laughs> Have you not seen his helmet? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you too. <laughs> Yes, I've got a high vis helmet, and I wear flip front. Yeah, uh, 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 yours is a flip front, but <laughs> but there is a difference between creating an outer persona. There's another conversation. <clears throat> creating an outer persona and the real you inside. That's There's true. a big difference between that. I've, I recently took to wearing the high vis over jacket over yeah. my Alpine Stars Dry Star kit. Yeah. And I put that on. I had a white I've got a white shark helmet that's not that I ride with, I don't want to wear my painted one from yeah. Rich Art. And I ride around and when I'm on the white V strom and I've got a white helmet and a high vis jacket on and a white V strom. Bugger me, you should see the amount of cars to get out of my way or slow down to the speed limit when I'm coming up behind them. Yeah. That's quite funny, yeah. You know, I'm still the same loon inside my head. Yeah. I like to think I'm the same loon I was when I was bloody seventeen and throwing my R D three fifty up the road every yeah. every two weeks, you know, so I don't, and it is, you know, I'm lucky that I've got a couple of different lids, and it's just for my commute. I want people to see me. I know it sounds tough. It's just that. I hey, if that car sees you half a second earlier exactly. and it stops them pulling out, yeah. I'm not saying people should have to wear it. No, everybody can choose what they want to wear. But it's just, I quite like wearing the fluorescent stuff because it's just like it's a shit road home. It's mm. horrible. And it's full of tracks. I got stuck behind a tractor. the wrong road home. How many more times? I can show you a much better route. Uh, Down to sleep. Okay, it probably is a better route because my route, I got held up by a tractor overtaking a tractor. And there's not on a dual carriageway. That's what I've got to deal with. (laughs) And when there's not a tractor overtaking a tractor, they drop leaks. Or similarly... Slippery. Oh, you mean leaks? Yeah. You don't mean you don't mean like petrol? Oh no, 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 no. no. You mean vegetables? Yeah, I think um, tractors are on diesel, don't they? Is that? (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to fast bikes. Yeah, sorry, fast bikes. Years ago, I was on. I I think it was G six R thousand, and I had this theory that over about one hundred and thirty, you can't really tell, and the world gets faster and faster and faster and faster. Yeah, yeah. And then at about one hundred and thirty. It's, it's all you're talking about the pigeon brain scenario, aren't you? <laughs> what are you saying? Ah, pigeons, <laughs> brains. There we go. Very, Interesting fact very, of the day. Very, very, very QI now. Um, pigeons' brains process um, visual images at something like six or seven times faster than we do. Really? That's why a pigeon can fly and dart and, and uh, the raptors that prey on them are, are the same. This ah. process way. So... A pigeon can bomb around at really fast speed. Right in front of, you know, when you come along on the bike and you think, yeah. move, 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 move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then three of them move and yeah. somehow they manage to get out of your way. Right. Because fig- uh, to them, yeah. um, figuratively, as we're coming towards them, we're moving a lot slower. They're processing information much quicker. Right. It's part of the flight path, uh, flight process of a brain, yeah. of a bird brain. 
So they're doing that, and that's what you're you're talking about. Is that our perception of speed up to a point is like wow? Yeah. You're right. From a certain point up, pretty similar because yeah. we can't process any faster than that. Oh, so it's the, let's sorry. talk about that. Yeah. No, no, that's cool. Yeah. So three points for Alan Davis. Karen. Yeah, that's good. So what is the fastest you've ever been? I mean, we're talking about on track, obviously. Um, well, I did 202 at Bruntingthorpe. That what, was on the booster. Yeah, that was on the booster. Um, How long ago was that? that ni- the, was that 99? Uh, that was, a, that was, no, that was 2001, 2002. Uh, yeah. Um, but the fastest I've ever been and really enjoyed it was when I rode uh, NSR 500. Right. But there, see, there you go. That bike wasn't built for outright speed. That had to handle, obviously. Yeah. It was a factory bike, NSR 500. And it was just, it was immense because it had tons of power, a surplus of power, really, especially yeah. for a knobber like me. But um, uh, the chance to ride it was just immense. And this thing was totally unusable. Yeah. I couldn't get within, you know, a fifth of what it could do. Yeah. I, you know, I was riding as hard as I could, and, and the bike was shaming me everywhere. Um, but it was the most fun I've ever had on a on a motorcycle. Genuinely, the most fun, you know, uh, yeah. all to do with motorbikes. And I include having whiskey with Evil Knievel <laughs> and seeing his testicles, which was quite an experience. Uh, one morning, <laughs> ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, no. Was it was that sound of a name dropping then? Yeah, yeah. I was. Gonna, I was, was going to say I've never heard that story before. Have you <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that story before, so it's oh, fair enough. I can tell you it later if you want. Anyway. <laughs> he stood up and his pants fell open, and um, yeah. yeah. What's more important though, is what happened next. I have to admit, my eyes sort of locked onto his testicles, and I just couldn't tell. Yeah, it, it was, like, it was like a road crash. Did he just stand there? He showed me his scars, but right. you know. There was even because he was testicles. It's like you know how in your were head, they you... bigger than anybody else's? <laughs> Mate, I tell you, you, had some balls on them. <laughs> but you know, but you know, you know that bit where you're looking at it and your, your brain sort of splits into two, and your brain goes, "Stop looking." <laughs> you go, "I can't." <laughs> I've been obsessed with Evil Knievel since I was like two. Yeah, and now you've seen his balls. Now I'm looking at his testicles. This is weird. <laughs> but no, yeah. So I, um, sorry, yeah, I had to get his name in. Was um, it only his testicles? What, his old man that dropped out? <laughs> oh, no, it, really it, well, it, it didn't detail. drop out. It was just he was wearing sort of like those tidy whitey American stuff. Oh. And as he stood up to show me his scar on his thigh, yeah. um, he had sort of like an old man gape. Uh, so I could just see them from the side. Sideballs. Sideballs. My sideballs. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, it was weird. But anyway, yeah, I have to get his name. I always have to get his name, as you know. But 202 on the on the uh, um, at yeah. and the booster is the fastest I've ever been on the bike. I just want to break the 200 barrier for no other reason than to say, be able to say break the 200. That would have been the days when you had to go through timing gate, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. timing lights, if people didn't know, we, we used to have a box with uh, two sets of lights set a set distance apart and yep. you had to ride through them and they were put towards the end of right in the hall is it two miles straight? Uh, I think it's about two miles yeah 160 feet wide I, yeah. I, I think it was an SP1 and I remember going with Trevor Franklin actually in the last podcast I said I oh, hear, hear I worship Trevor but it was actually Hargreaves as well was another one and we, all, we all hear I worship Trevor <laughs> but I still got it with Hargreaves as well and he's like oh we'll go don't bike ride although he never did so he blew me out so, so that's kind of cool but um, I remember Trevor said to me, of course, it's us fatties, lad. We go faster because we're more aerodynamic. <laughs> so that's why I've kind of kept my bulk. And Trevor was shoving another cream cake down <laughs> yeah. as he was saying it. But I found it terrifying because it was just, you're going flat out. And I remember, I think it was Trevor or Simon saying, 
just don't shut off until yeah. you're through those last lights. Yeah. And you look at it when you're standing there, when you're setting the lights up and, you know, we get everything ready, you think, oh, yeah, that's fine. All I've got to do is hold the throttle open, mm-hmm. ride through it, and then go around. You know, then there's a bit towards the back, then there's a big bank, but there's a corner, and you go around and do it again. But doing it, yeah. you're coming towards those lights, and you're probably like 300 yards from your lights, going, oh, God, shut down. Yeah. And you're still not through them. And then you get into them, you're like, oh, I have to shut off. And try to, that weird feeling of you. I remember having in my head somebody saying, don't shut off, you'll be fine. Might even have been Rupert Paul to say, do not shut off, you will make it. And it's a weird feeling just have it, trying yeah. to override your throttle hand, just saying, no, don't let go. Yeah, you've got to have that faith, oh, haven't it's you? It's, it's yeah. getting that faith. Uh, I think it was Martin Potter. Um, when he and I were at Motorcycle News the first time, I think it was Potsky who, who taught me or showed me and then told me to do it. Go through the lights. Actually, Potsky could have been saying it as a wind up in all these years. I've been trying to do it, <laughs> thinking about it, the bugger. Um, but he, uh, but he, he said to me, as you go through the timing lights, yeah. he said, turn your head on on your side and basically right. put your head on the tank, and then you're just looking for the box, the last oh, box. That's cool. So as you've got your head on the side yeah. and your pins, you look at all you see, and you see the, the last box, which was like on a small camera stand, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. It, yeah, like a t- black Tupperware box and a small camera stand. The moment you see that second box there, then obviously you start touching the brakes. What you don't do is pop up. Yeah, like you yeah. on the racetrack because the moment you pop up you turn into a sail and then you've got all sorts of problems with the front end at 200 mile an hour as the grass banks coming towards yeah. you really fast but yeah I remember that and I remember laying there with my head on the side looking for this box thinking Shit. what if I miss the box what if I don't what if I blink at that moment and I don't see it I'm not yeah. even looking forward at this point you know well somebody did hit the bank once I'm sure it was Rupert Forsyth didn't he Mark Forsyth and Rupert was there and he well, said he no, just racing, it... racing a plane or something I think it was in the PB days but I remember him saying he, he hit the bank and Rupert just thought he's dead yeah so he just kind of casually went up there. well not casually but you know what I mean just thought yeah. well he's fucked now yeah and he wasn't he was alright I think yeah I think it was Mark and I think um, whoever the snapper was Gaza or somebody like that took a, a photo of him it's a brilliant photo yeah I'm actually laying on his front and he's looking at his hands he's all got all his gear on he's looking at his hands yeah and I'm sure it was Mark, and I think I had a conversation with him not long after about that picture. And Mark said something like he was actually counting his fingers because he was taking the picture. Because yeah. he, was, he was sure he must have lost something. Yeah. You know, and he was like, couldn't believe it. Yeah, oh. If you listen to this, Mark, and I've got that wrong, I'm so sorry. But I, I do think it was Mark. I think it was racing a, a, a plane yeah. like, that was taking off. And right. Mark was on ZX10 or something. But yeah, yeah by all accounts, it was a horrific yeah. one. Yeah, a brilliant flop as well. Yeah. Do you think there is an addiction to speed? Like, do you think that once you've done it, you always have to do it again because you feel you need to feel that adrenaline? And do you think it's pre-programmed in some people that they want to go fast? Because some people you speak to, they're just like, well, I don't see why you ride bikes. What's the point? It's acceleration well, for me. Yeah. And I've got well, it was, I did it was 180 something, probably 181 or so. It was most I got at that time when I did the timing lights. Yeah. Can't remember what I was on. So that's the fastest I've been, and it's a timed speed as well. Mm-hmm. You're like, whoa. Yeah. But. I've done it, uh, and I like it's the acceleration. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. It's but I think for me, you see why I'm going to sound even more weird. I know, but for me, I think it's an addiction to fear. Mm. Because I'll be honest with you, you know, when I'm going fast on the bike, there's a big part of me that's going bloody hell, bloody hell, bloody hell all the time. <laughs> going to a corner, it's like you know, and it's fine. And I think it's, it's how you made it, how you made it mentally. But it's mm. a, it's an addiction to fear. You know, when I started diving. I, 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 there was a big fear for the, the diving bit and every time I'm, I dive you know if I'm doing a real deep dive it's a case of okay this is actually quite scary you know if everything goes wrong here there's a, a strong chance that 
yeah. you know, we could be in serious trouble. Yeah. And I think it's the addiction to fear. Yeah, it's like a risk-taking gene almost, isn't it? Yeah, to of. an extent. I suppose it's experiencing that that it may, means bikes like the Hayabusa can actually just be a bloody good bike, really enjoyable and safe. Mm. It's when people don't think about their reaction times, other people's reaction times, and when they like overestimate their own ability as well. Yeah. Like I jumped on that knowing that I wouldn't be able to handle all of the power, so I didn't pull the throttle all the way back. Yeah. I made sure that I rode the bike that's capable of lots more than I could ever do on it. I rode it to my capability and obviously came back in one piece. But so you still enjoyed it, yeah. And I'm massively. guessing you didn't yeah. do 180 on the Definitely road out of work, no. Um, but, but, <laughs> so it's a bike that's capable of that. Yeah. But you still had fun on that, and exactly. it was still a bike that you'd want. Uh, and I think that's a, like my the thousand. I don't, well, I've not got anywhere near the top speed of that, but I love the way it will pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My CBR, the fastest about my CBR, the other day at Cadwell, I did glance down while we were at the track, and I think it was about 120, which I know I should be able to get it a lot faster around there, but it's still like. It was still good fun on the bits. Uh, for me, it's, it's the fun of how, how it's the whole package of a bike. Yeah, exactly. And I think some exactly. people who aren't bikers just think, well, why do you need a bike that does 180 or 200 yeah. miles an hour? You don't need it. No. You're not going to use it. You don't need it. Or it's just going to case you do it. And it's not bragging rights, I don't no. think. Like you said, it's the way everything makes its power differently. Mm-hmm. A bike, it's almost like the fact that it does 186 miles an hour is a byproduct of the things that it does. Exactly. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. It's so efficient and it does everything so well yeah. that you get this top end off it. Yeah. If Suzuki or Honda or whoever, Kawasaki, whatever, made a bike that would that was just about going fast, yeah. it wouldn't handle well, it yeah. wouldn't break well. <laughs> well, it wouldn't. They could, they could, those boys, let's face it, they, well, they could gear really it to do whatever, clever. couldn't they? Yeah, they would be shit really, that. really clever. Yeah. They could make a bike that would just do that. Yeah. But they still have to make a bike that, you know, has a two-year warranty, um, <laughs> can pull through a 20-mile-an-hour zone without stalling, you know, yeah. has good feedback on the brakes, is relatively comfortable. Yeah. yeah, they have to take all of this into consideration. So they build a bike that's a package and use it as a package. Yeah. You don't get on a bike and, and ride it to the absolute nth degree. Which takes us back to my point about I was much more dangerous on the 252 stroke yeah. as a rider, yeah. and more dangerous to myself and other people around me. And now looking back on it, you I can see how I was. You go for you go for things where you because you have breaks. to keep yeah you have to keep I'd, it pinned to get anything yeah, out of it. I'd never want to rub any uh, scrub any speed off because it took me so much effort to get up there on the two stroke with a power band that was 2,000 RPM wide. Yeah, you know, and don't get me wrong, you know, I love two strokes and I love 252 strokes and I love RGVs. I'm an absolute devotee to the cause. Yeah. But at the time, it cost me so much time and effort to get to that speed. Yeah. Every time you hit the brakes, I'm like, damn, damn. Mm. You know, and you were going for gaps and things and yeah. Yeah, combine that with being 17, 18. Yeah. You know, no wonder we go around crashing our brains out yeah. all over the place. Maybe we should start riding on high boosters. <laughs> <laughs> and as we get older, we should get smaller and smaller capacities so we rag them harder. Do you know, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I think it might be flawed. Dear Suzuki, Make an RGV 250 again, will you? <laughs> They'll be so annoyed that I've said that because I keep saying to that. that keep saying that to them all the time. But, yeah. yeah. I think one, if any company out there just bites the bullet and goes for 252 strokes, it's custom. Two made. strokes are gone, aren't they? No. They are. We're not. Yeah, see probably. Yeah, that's no, such a shame, really. But then you know, you're you're coming around to the electric bikes thing, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. After you ride on the Brammer, you really enjoyed the Brammer. Oh yeah, I thought yeah. The, well, there's the um, Saito R as well. They're really good fun. It's just the range. Yeah. That Brammo was so good on that Top Gear test track. 
Um, they are. They're great. So they're, why they're spare anybody? But they're, you know, but, you and, you and, but you and I were talking, aren't I? Okay, well, I'd still like a two-stroke though. Well, we all would. Uh, <laughs> you, do you want to buy mine? No. Do you want to buy my 250? <laughs> no. Do you want to buy my 500? <laughs> ah, you didn't say no to the 500. No. Um, no, no, going back to the electric thing. Why don't, why doesn't one of the major petrol chains or whatever, let's say BP for sake of argument, mm. why don't they do something where they have, a, there's a standard battery that all the electrical, all the electric vehicles use, yeah. and they have them on charge. So you actually pull into a petrol station, like gas you take, yeah, you take yeah. your battery out, yeah. you swap it for a fully charged one, pull it in, boof, away you go. Well, there are some, I think, is it the... Could be miles out here, but I'm pretty sure KTM's electric free ride has easily removable batteries, but they're right. well expensive. I think I could be completely wrong, but um, but they're still big. But it's not on the possibility, is it? That no, you, you, you can basically pull into a bay. Yeah. It could be an automated service where an arm pushes one out, pushes <laughs> one in, and then you just carry on riding. Yeah, you know? I guess it, yeah, it'd be designed like the the Scyther uses this monocoque chassis mm. uh, and it's all kind of built into it the Brammer is a huge bank of batteries changing them yeah but so if they're designed to it but I think it's almost like they how, know well the technology's going to just keep changing isn't this how cars started well, yeah. all these different versions of yeah, an um, yeah. auto car yeah and then gradually everybody went well, look hang on a minute well, stop, stop, stop. we can't have steam driven things and we can't have this and can't have that what we need is an internal combustion engine with a petrol tank that will accept this type of fuel. Yeah. The moment they did that, then there was, you know, the infrastructure then came about where petrol companies, all companies started making yeah. this fuel and, and it led to what we have today. Yeah. So do you think we've got to wait until all of the electric companies basically sit there and go, right, well, stop, 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 stop. Mm -hmm. Let's have a universal battery. Let's all agree on the universal battery so we can get making them yeah. and then we can charge them. And then people can just come in and swap batteries over with a one-button system or something. Yeah. You know, if yeah, they do that, it takes away this charging issue. The charging yeah. issue is the issue. Yeah. It's not performance, because as we've seen with TT Zero. Yeah. You know, you can get the performance. It's yeah. just that distance, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And RGB 250s, keep talking about them, but their mm -hmm. petrol tanks were so tiny. On a Sunday afternoon, we'd go through... Two tanks of fuel and a whole litre of two-stroke oil. Bloody hell. But on a Sunday, you could do it on a Sunday afternoon, just riding around Peterborough where yeah. I grew up. You know? yeah. it was, it was, um, I mean, they were good, yeah. but that was a limiting factor for them. Yeah. But of course, we could just stop and fill up. It yeah. wasn't an issue with yeah, that. If, yeah. you could do that. If you could do that with the battery, easily enough. But that performance, God, I want to see kids out again on little electric bikes that look funky as hell. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I want little electric MotoGP style bikes with super sticky tyres, great brakes and brilliant stuff. Yeah. Just let's, We just need to get past all this faff of bloody recharging them. Yeah. You know, or hydrogen bikes or whatever. I reckon we've got another podcast in there, haven't we, with electric bikes. Oh yeah, yeah, next. definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Probably, I think that's fast bike sorted out then, isn't it? Well, I think so. We, yeah, we still they shouldn't them. be banned. They should be encouraged. <laughs> and long. Yeah. 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 They're great fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget Street Hawk could do 300 miles an hour. Oh, that, Street Hawk. Nobody criticised him. No, no, yeah. no. Jesse and you know, his, his very good friend, <laughs> Did he tell Norman you maybe Tuttle. YouTube that? Because I was like, I don't know what it is. And he was like, right, get it up on YouTube you right now. You do this to make us feel old. I don't. I don't you do that on Street Hawk I did not. What year was it out? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Good question. Man I wasn't, wasn't even thought about Auto man? Auto man? Oh, yeah, Auto Airwolf. You've heard of Airwolf? Oh, oh shut up. I've heard of Top Gun. Like oh, shut <gasps> Top Gun 2. 
What? No. There's a story that um, Tom Cruise and Bruckheimer have commissioned a writer to write the script for Top Gun 2. Really? Oh, I feel the need to speak. Let's leave it there. Bye then. Bye. 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 Bye